0: Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we just try to make sense of some of the things we love about photography and some of the things that we don't love as much. Come join us. Hi, welcome to this episode of Photo Mission Focus. And you might notice that there's a new guest guest co-host um, Cara Jane from Pixels and Spice Photography is joining me at the desk for the next couple of weeks and she'll be tackling some of the subjects that we'll be talking about while Terry's away interstate. So um, without further ado let's welcome Cara Jane to Focus and let's get the conversation started and get this episode, this week's episode rolling. Well welcome to Photo Mission Focus. Um, Cara what are we talking about today?
1: So today we are talking about the benefits of folio building or building your portfolio.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. And what, what, what do you think are the main benefits for having a good portfolio of your work?
1: I think um, it's sort of a little bit of a double-edged sword here. So um, if you are looking to get into the commercial avenue, so if you're looking to um, just have a photography business is what I mean there, you, you need a folio really to show clients to get future work. But you also then need to get work to begin with to show future clients. So it's sort of this around, around circle that we go there. Um so uh, me myself for example I um, you know have been building my business um, over the last couple of years in particular um, so I probably tripled my growth in the last two or so years and I um, had to be really proactive in regards to how to get a folio together to reach out to my market so yep. um, there's a lot of ways that people can go about it and um, you know people will have varying opinions in regards to their preference for for some of these Um, tactics and some of them um, to not be their preference but trade for print or TFP is, is one example of how to build folios. And what I mean by that is um, you find yourself in a lot of um, communities where there are um, creatives and that's photographers, um, hair and makeup artists, but also models, um, you know, fashion designers, all those those sort of labels together that want to proactively collaborate for a um, beneficial, mutually beneficial reason, and that is to get their products and services Seen. Yep. So, what they do in these trade trade for print um, environments, and there's a lot of online Facebook forums um, uh, around, you know, the major city that we're around in Brisbane, anyway. Um, but I'm sure there are, you know, all around the place, and. Trade for print um, activities someone will post and say, if it's me as the photographer, I'll say, Hi, I've got this concept in mind. I'm looking for, uh, you know, two models um, on this date in this location, and I'm looking for a hair and makeup artist. And if there's anyone interested, um, you know, a fashion label or a particular kind of look, and you know, you start to list out the details of what you're looking for. Um, the caveat on it is that no one gets paid it is a a service where you are all contributing your service so me as the photographer i contribute my time but that also includes editing um, work afterwards but also then sharing that work whatever the final output is with everyone who's involved so as the photographer i'd go to the photo shoot We'd have the photo shoot, the models, the hair and makeup, and whomever else would be there. And then um, I would go away and edit those photographs. And once I was finished with them, I would share them um, unwatermarked. Uh, you know, it's it's up to you if you um, give them social copies or high resolution copies, but all of that should be fairly well explained up front. Yes, so sir. there's no. Interpretations or disgruntled people, um, you know, wondering what uses they can use them for afterwards when they've already contributed their time. And then I also use them for my portfolio, and and slowly I have done quite a number of trade print uh, activities. Um, Some of them have been quite low key, some of them have been actually really, really impressive. Um, opportunities with you know I've done I've actually worked with fashion labels for quite high-end children's labels Um, some of them were through connections of you know people that I might have known some of them were people that I didn't know at all Um, I've also done product photography for businesses I've done um, headshots for corporate um, businesses for their you know their LinkedIn profile or their website and slowly but surely that's allowed me to build a really good group of sample photographs yep. that i can now um choose to use on my website or on my social media but they also get that um photograph themselves to use however they wish
0: exactly so really what you're doing is it's really you're building yourself a showcase of what, what your ability is yeah and that's kind of important as a photographer that that if you're starting out and you're you're looking for work mm. people will ask you for examples and, yes. you know, if you've been predominantly shooting landscapes and then all of a sudden you're trying to shoot headshots, the person will show some of the headshots that you've done and go, oh, I've got some great pictures of the lake. or yeah. So yeah. you need, you need yeah. to make sure that you, you shoot the right type of um, images that are going to kind of show your talent.
1: That's right. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with, you know, approaching um, the, the folio building activity, however you go about it. And saying to that that you know person who you approach or the company look I I don't have a previous example of this but I would like to um, you know offer you the opportunity to allow me to take photographs for you for this purpose and you know you will get them. I think with folio building activities as long as you're really honest um, about the intention and the output then if anyone agrees to collaborate with you on that activity then it should be fine. Yep.
0: i think you you do have to be a little bit careful too when you're doing collaborations that
1: of course it's yeah. it's,
0: it's a it's um skewed one way too far
1: that's right it's not meant to be for financial gain for yeah, But i mean what i'm
0: saying is that you know sometimes you'll have someone who really contribute a lot mm. and then other person will contribute a small amount yeah and i think it's kind of got to be work out you know um like you said work out the rules before you start of engagement so you Everyone's clear on what, what's going to happen mm. and what how the images can be used because you you as a photographer too, you have some things that you don't say, well, look, um, and I you know I'm a photographer where being involved in these type of activities and then people take those and put a filter on the picture, yeah. and it changes the whole look of it. So yeah. you've got to be careful to say, you know, this is how I want the images, this is how they've been presented, so this is how you need to display them without kind of changing them
1: yeah yeah and, and look, I think it's easy when you're new to the game um to not know all of this information to to sort of stipulate up front um like i've I've learnt a lot as I've gone on um uh, particularly about you know, how to have contracts, but you should also have um, a trade for print contract. So even though, you know, when when it's early days or you're a small fry, um, you can maybe take things a little bit more relaxed. As soon as you start getting um, particularly involved in uh, collaborations with people that you don't know personally yes. or in yep. a personal circle, um, it's still a business arrangement even if no one's um, financially gaining from it. So it's still important to have, a contract just to outline to say, you know, you may use this for this. Um, You know, as the model, I'm not going to give you, you know, 200 high-resolution raw images unedited that you can then do what you like with. This is how they're getting delivered. They will either be edited and there will be 10 of them or there will be, you know, this or there will be social media size. So, yeah, good point to call out that it shouldn't be skewed too far in one way unless that is precisely what is outlined in the agreement for yeah and, the and look, sometimes
0: you might you might take it that you do a large part of the heavy lifting mm. um, but you point out a really good thing and this is one of I suppose when people are eager to build their portfolios to start off with because someone don't really show what they can do um, quite often there is there is challenges because people don't um, go into working at that detail and even though there's no money being exchanged in People normally think of contracts of what you do when you're selling something that you have a contract, so everyone knows what they're getting. Yeah. But it's just like you point out, it's just as important in this type of activity, is that everyone knows exactly what the rules are, and it's all clearly spelled out, and have that discussion before you do the shoot. Mm-hmm. And if people go, oh no, that's not, that's not really what I thought. I thought I was going to get you're going to give me Kara like. Three hundred images, and I'm going to about to build my whole website, and, and you're yeah. going to supply everything for it. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, that's the danger, and people do run into that.
1: Yeah, yeah, and um, I think, as you pointed out, there, it's not even um, you know the the work that may be one sided for you know particular area of the creators industry. It is that there is effort for everyone, um, but I think also if you've had. A run of successful um, folio building activities whether that's trade for print or you've just offered you know a free or, or maybe even a cheap job for someone um, you just need to be careful also not to then be taken advantage of for your service um, ongoing so uh, folio building is precisely that it should be to build a particular um, area of your portfolio and you may you may be already completely established as a photographer and you may do a technically folio building activity just on a particular genre Yes. Um, just to, you know, work your way into that that niche. But it's important to not um, have your name, I guess, out there as a business for too long saying, oh, well, this is all you do, because then people will just assume they can approach you for freebies. Yep. Um, and a lot of, I think, um, other industries, and this is just speaking from the photographic industry, don't realise the hours of effort <laughs> and every other photographer out there will understand what I mean. The hours of effort that it is to um, learn, you know, the technical side of photography to to um, then do that post-production editing. Yes, yeah. Um, it's not just I've gone to a job, I've spent two hours, there you go, I'm done. Like it is a day's worth of work if I usually do a photo shoot um, on the types that I do.
0: And it's unpaid work.
1: And it's unpaid, yeah, for for the folio building. Um, But in saying that as well, um, because I know, as I mentioned at the start, some people are a little bit funny about, you know, the whole trade for print thing. It doesn't have to necessarily just be um, a freebie. Yes. It can be that you've negotiated um, a fair, you know, price that's discounted greatly from what you would offer. Um, I know plenty of uh, photographers in the sort of family photographic business who – might do a model call out or um, they'll they'll do a special and say, um, you know, giving away to family photo sessions. Um, but what they're actually doing is also saying they're giving away those family photo sessions as activities um, to allow themselves to you know practice something a little bit or maybe they've you know not had uh, a particular type of uh, you know business client before and so they're giving away sessions, but, They'll stipulate to the client exactly, you know, it, it'll be five images that you get, it'll be a one hour session, it'll be this, it'll be that, and, you know, I can use them on my website for marketing.
0: Yes, yep. And that, so look, that's clever
1: ways to do it.
0: And it's kind of important to have model releases. Yes, yes, absolutely. Very because what happens is sometimes people will agree initially mm-hmm. and say, yeah, I'm, all, I'm happy to be a part of it. Yeah, you, know, you can use the images and I'll, I'll model for you. And then something happens and they decide. They don't like you anymore, or whatever, and, and then they go, "You can't use my pictures." Yeah, and if they're kind of involved in every picture you took at a shoot,
1: yeah, that makes it, it tough. If you've got nothing so, left,
0: yeah. So really, you do have to actually have a have a you know a model release as well. And the other thing too is, like, I mean, you'll sometimes have um, models reach out to photographers because they're trying to build their portfolio too. Oh, they, absolutely. They want to have a whole lot of different types of shots of themselves showing mm-hmm. them you know, in glamour or in, in, you know, beachwear or partywear or whatever just so they can show the different sides of their personality through their photographs.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I do a lot of um, photographs for um, actors, models and also ladies Then, in the particular vintage and pin-up scene. And yep. that, I mean, that is their whole world. When you are selling your, your look as yep. a model or as an actor or someone in that genre... Um, you do need to, unless you're very specifically going for one particular type of of role or event, you you do need a real um, variety in your folio or in your lookbook.
0: Yep. And look, I think all those things translate too because you might start off and um, eventually at some point as a photographer you're going to end up with a website Mm -hmm. and that's where obviously your folio comes into really onto its own because you can showcase it there. But the other thing too is that once you've shot it, it's not something that you can just shoot it and say, "Okay, I've shot it now. i would never have to go back and revisit this." Mm. You kind of do have to keep it fresh. You have to freshen it up from time to time, some new content.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And even as you evolve as a photographer, you might um, you might still literally be shooting the exact same type of um, subject, whether that's you know sports or portraiture or something. But you, as you evolve with your skill set, will go. Well, you'll look back at your early things and probably go like the most of us. Yeah, you know that wasn't my best work, but it was it was fine and it was okay then. But you might then remove those pictures and you might want fresh content because you know that you can prove that you are at the next level in your in your skill set and in your career. So you really want to showcase your current capabilities.
0: Yep, because we have you know, fashion industry and all that everything is done on trends. Mm -hmm. So sometimes things that are in trend and look really great, and you put them all over your social media and your website. Because that's what everyone wants. <laughs> but then they go out of trend, and something new comes along, and that's why you need to keep it fresh. So it's kind mm. of like one of those things. It's kind of like you have to kind of keep tweaking it.
1: Yeah, unless it's something like eighties. Eighties just eighties is always cool, <laughs> whether that's the music or the fashion. It's sort of. It's never really gone in my books. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like
0: I said, it's you know what they say: what's what what's old becomes new again. Yeah, yeah. It does, oh. does happen, particularly in fashion and music. And it's funny. I always think it's interesting, and I was digressing a little bit, but you know, quite often some of the mod so, songs that you'll hear on the radio are actually you know um, retakes of a, something from the seventies. Yeah. And people go, oh, did you hear such and such? Such a cool track, you know? Yeah, that was actually really big in the seventies. Yeah,
1: like I heard that like you know fifty years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's interesting. But look, um, I think for people starting out, yes, plan it, plan to shoot some images mm. to put together so you can show people what you can do. Um, and particularly, like I said, if um, get involved, there's a lot of like online. Groups that models and photographers get together and yeah and work together and makeup artists and, and that type of stuff as well
1: yeah and I mean even if you do know someone um and you reach out to them you know in a different industry let's say you're a photographer and you reach out to a makeup artist and you're like oh hey you know are you interested in doing this like don't be offended if they say no they're not yes like this is absolutely not everyone's thing and to be honest if you are in a certain level in your career you are Probably unlikely to be continuing to do folio activities unless it's one of those instances where it is something just completely new and wonderful and crazy that you're interested in personally yep. trying to branch into. So, it is not for everyone, and there is a time and a place. Um, and it's it's not to label it as just um, folio building for newbies, but there is a time and a place where particular um, you know professionals just would not be interested in it, um, and. I think even that there is an opportunity as well where even if you um, as a photographer, um, I haven't yet, but it has crossed my mind, you know, reaching out to other professional photographers that don't know me and I'm just like a bit of a fangirl and I'm just like, oh, hey, like, you know, I, I, you know, I've seen your work. I really love it. Like, I'm interested in doing this. Um, Can I assist you? And Some of them, and this is from other people's experience that I've heard, some uh, photographers would take that as a massive compliment and be like, oh, wow, well, you know, yeah, like if the opportunity comes up, let's chat. Um, some of them, you know, are just the solo wanderers of the earth and they aren't interested in it. So I think there's a fine line between trying to be proactive not being offended when you get knocked back, and then just keep looking for those opportunities because folio building is really building your own brand as a photographer, um, and so as a person. So it's your reputation, but also as something that you can physically show. Yeah, and so, I think
0: one of the things important to do with folio building is 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 not to shoot stuff that people kind of expecting to see. Like shoot something. That shows a bit of your style.
1: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, it so should make be make it personal. Like yeah, make it
0: so it reflects your style of photography. I mean, you see a lot of the stock kind of wedding photos, you know, and people shoot the same type of photo. And funny, we had um, we were talking on a, another podcast about um, the family portraits, mm-hmm. you know, from you know from the seventies and eighties and that, and people would look at them and they're all the same because the the, the portrait photographers of the day all shot using similar backdrops, <laughs> similar lighting techniques, mm-hmm. so produced pictures that all looked very similar. Today we see a much more variety um, and creativity in it because people are trying to put their own little stamp on it.
1: Yeah, and I think like it's okay to be ambitious and um, like we had another podcast session talking about personal projects to try things that are outside of the norm for you because you're interested but... Certainly, if you're doing um, a folio building activity, it it is generally because you're wanting to pursue that area of business. Um, so yeah, if I, you know, I, for example, wouldn't do a whole folio building activity that was on photographing, um, you know, food, if I wasn't interested in going down, you know, food blogging or, or product photography or, or that description. Um, but likewise, you know, I I personally do have probably quite an array of um, genres that I cover and You know, that's again, depending on who you speak to, it's a matter of opinion, whether it's a good or a a not so great thing to have um, a wider array of what I call areas of expertise rather than uh, one niche. Like I'm not just a wedding photographer. I'm not just a event or a music photographer or a, you know, model actor. Like I do, I do do a bit, Um, but certainly when you're starting out, don't, don't do too much too soon. Give yourself the opportunity to refine a few areas and go. Okay, well, I've I've built a folio in X. I'm pretty happy with that. I've got I've got something that I would be proud to share and take on board feedback that you've been given by also the um, other people that you've collaborated with. It it can be hard for anyone to take on feedback, but you know, to be honest, if you've delivered photographs to a model who's done twenty other trade for print photo shoots and, you know, they gave you feedback saying, you know, your stuff really didn't hit the mark. I mean, you know, hopefully they're not just being awful um, because some people can be a little bit petty but ask them, you know, f- for genuine feedback. Why yep. is that? You know, what were you expecting? Because to be honest, if that was a paying client and they were not happy, you'd want to know why.
0: Yes, yeah, so you could, so you could so tweak. So you could improve it. You could tweak yeah. your technique. And-
1: yeah, weed out that they're not just having... Um, a whinge there are also those people out there in the world but if it's a paying client you would want to do something about that so take on feedback and change and grow when you are doing folio activities
0: yeah and i think one of the things is to make sure that you're kind of on the right track is is have someone else run their eye over it as mm-hmm. well but to kind of not connected to you because your family will tell you that you're a mate Harry, you take amazing pictures <laughs>
1: Well, it depends who your family is. Hopefully, if they're honest with you, they will go, "Mm, yeah, you know, maybe.
0: But you kind of have to find people sometimes um, who are kind of impartial. Yeah. So they can give you honest feedback that you're on the right track and you are, you know, the pictures you're producing for your folio are actually really reflecting you and are kind of, because really at the end of the day, it's your brand.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You're
0: representing, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And such a big part of. growing your brand is just networking so so these activities as well where you do reach out to um you know models or other photographers or uh, um you know hair and makeup artists or you know product suppliers or businesses is that you really are networking and you know what you might do a a a discounted shoot or a free um, activity for someone once and then you know you never know next week next month um next year they could have um a paying job and you might be the first person that pops up at the top of their mind and they'll go you know what Stephen was really great I can see what he's done he was really approachable to work with Um, you know let's give him a buzz or it could be that they've got a friend that they're chatting to or a business associate um I I firmly believe that it's quite a smart thing to um reach out and potentially do some work for -for non-for-profit organizations they they sometimes, um, you know, pay for professional services. But I know on occasion as well there's not a lot of money in the budget to to pay for professional services. And I I know quite a few photographers who will actually do events um, for them, uh, you know, because it's a feel-good moment.
0: Yes, yep. Um,
1: But also it looks brilliant. It looks brilliant as a photographer for your CV to say that you've been involved in a really... Um, decent campaign that's non-for-profit or for a charity so you have to be a little bit proactive and reach out to to those organizations to to get your name out there but that's also a really good avenue if you're not interested in doing the whole model or the fashion shoot thing then you can build your folio in many different ways
0: exactly so look so it's well worth the exercise to go out there and and create yourself a set of images that really reflect what your talent and your skill set is um and there's people you can reach out to. So I think we'll call this one that um, go out there and start creating your folio.
1: Yeah, don't be shy, but set some expectations up front.
0: Yep, and make sure everyone knows when there's a collaborative shoot, everyone knows what their role is and what's expected from each other.
1: Fantastic. Thanks,
0: Cara. Thanks, Catch Stephen. you next time. See ya. Bye. Bye.